so this is uh, part two. I'm not sure where, uh, where I cut off at. So I'm going to start here in my second point. Uh, God's priority. That's number two. God's priority. So, we, we talked about God's power. But also, God's priority. Jesus did not come just to uh, suffer for no reason. He had a priority. His reason is us. His reason is people. He came that we might have a way to go to heaven. He did not come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. That's why He came. Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man came to, seek and, came to seek and save that which was lost. That's why He came. Now when we left, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew 18, verses 12 through 14. I think you cut off where we got to this one. He said, What think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them go astray, doth not he lead the ninety and nine, and goeth up unto the mountains, and seeketh that which is going astray? And if so be, he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiced at, uh, more uh, of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. God seeks individuals. God seeks the one. That's why He came. And the empty tomb reminds us this very important fact that God's priority is you. God's priority is me. That is His priority. He understands your value. How much you are worth. The question is, do we see us? Do you see yourself the way God sees you? Do you see your your value? The one that is lost, Jesus says, worth leaving the 99 then go seeking after that one. When Jesus died and rose again, He did thus to bring us peace. That is, when we trust Christ as Savior, we had peace with God. We're no longer enemies. We are now at peace with one another. We're not enemies anymore. So He came to give us peace. His priority that we might have peace with Him through the Lord Jesus Christ. The first words that Jesus spoke to His disciples after the resurrection are found back in John chapter 20, verse number 26. In John 20, verse number 26, it says this, And eight days, and after eight days again, His disciples were within, and Thomas, uh, wait a minute, not verse 26, Uh, verse 19. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, We'll read 26 in a minute. Verse 19. Then the same day and even being the first day of the week when the doors were shut or where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. Peace. Then, verse 26, eight days after. Again, disciples were within, and Thomas with them. 
Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Peace. They were hiding in fear of the Jews. They were at peace. They had fear. Jesus came to His disciples, His believers, we would call Christians today, and His message was peace. His priority is the salvation of people's souls. His priority among believers is we live in peace. Peace with Him, peace with others, that's His priority. Peace. You know, people are living in fear today. We are fearing Corona. We're shut up in our homes. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do that. We're shut up. Because we're afraid to go out and catch this virus and become sick. We don't want to do that. So we're living in fear. Fear of corona. People live in fear of death. Fear of anything you can think of. People live in fear all the time. Someone once said, the great tragedy of our lives is that we live between the, between the shame of our failures and the fear of our future. Christ came to set us free from our failures. He died on the cross to set us free of that. But also, He came to take the weight of our sin that separated us from God and restore us back to God so we can have peace. So that's God's priority. God's priority is you. God's priority is me. God's priority is people. He wants us to know Him as, his personal, as our personal Savior. And He wants us to live in peace because we know God's in control. But the empty tomb empty reminds us of God's power. The empty tomb reminds us of God's priority. But also, the empty tomb reminds us of God's presence. His presence. Because Jesus is alive. We know he is with us. Matthew 28. The Great Commission reminds us of this fact. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, 19, and 20. We know these verses. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Jesus is with us. He is there. He never leaves us. After 16 years, as a missionary on the continent of Africa, David Livingston returned to Scotland to any address the students at Glasgow University. His body had been ravaged by fever and many, many bouts of malaria he had suffered. One arm hung down at his side because he was mauled by a lion. But the core of his message that day was this. 
He said these words. He said, Shall I tell you what sustained me against the toil, the hardships, and the loneliness of my travels? He said, It was Christ's promise. Lo, I am with you always, even in the end of the age. That sustained David Livingston. Because he had the promise that God was with him. He would never leave him. It's also this promise is not only from men like David Livingston, great men of the faith. This promise is for each and every one of us. Another famous David, King David, said these words in Psalm 139, verse 7 through 10. He said, Whither whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. David Livingston said, not David Livingston, King David. King David said, where can I go from the presence of the Lord? He said, there's nowhere I can flee. There's nowhere I can run away from God. God is everywhere. God will never leave us or forsake us, the Bible says. There may be times in your life and in my life, there are times in our lives that we feel like God is afar off. Usually those times are because we're far from Him because God stays the same place all the time. But there's times in our lives we feel like God is nowhere. He's somewhere way off from us. And there's an illustration that kind of illustrates this fact. You're driving down the road or if you're a passenger or whatever, particularly if you're driving down the road, you're driving down the highway and you see a police check. I've been there, you drive, you've been there. You see a police check up ahead. What do you do? Well, number one, make sure your seatbelt's on, 300, 300 quads if it's not on. Make sure you see your seatbelt sh- shut. You glance at your speed, speed limit sign, how, uh, your speedometer. How fast am I going? Does that, that sign back there say 80 or did it say 60 or say 100? You check your speed, see if you're under the speed limit. You think, hope all my lights are working. Hope my windshield wipers are okay. You think these things. You look at those stickers on your windscreen. Did I renew my road tax? Did I renew my insurance? Did I renew my fitness sticker? Because I've, I've been driving and I forget to renew these things and i got to go pay a fine. i got to go get my sticker redone. We think these things when we see these police. Now, the thing of it is, why do you only think about these things when you see the police? Is it because your heart has changed? You're a new person? Is it because you see the, the police and you think, I want to be the best driver I can be? I want to obey all the rules of the road? Do you think that? No, you don't. I don't either. You think these things because you don't want to get a ticket. That's why you think them. As soon as you go through the police check, you don't get a fine. They say, 
wave you on through, immediately you forget all about the police. They're in the past. They're way back there. They can't see me anymore. I'm out of their sight. That's what we think. For a lot of people, that's the way you think about God. They only think about God when they see God. The only time many people think about God is when you see Him. You think, well, I see Him at church, so I'll be on my best behavior. I'll be on my Sunday best because this is the Lord's day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those are my days. Sunday's God's day, so I see God on Sunday. I'll think about God on Sunday. Many think people see God when you're reading your Bible. You're fellowshipping with God. You're reading the Bible. You're praying. You think about God then. You see God when someone asks you a spiritual question. Something about the Bible. You see God when someone brings Him up in your conversation from time to time. Other than that, we think, well, we're just on our own. God's not around. That's not the way we should think about God. God is always with us. Always. 1 Corinthians 6. You know these verses, 19 through 20. It says, What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God? You are not your own, for you're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God's. Every believer is indwelt with the Holy Spirit. And wherever you go, doesn't matter where you go, wherever you go, you take God with you. God's within you. The Spirit of God dwells within us, the Bible says. His presence is always with us. So the empty tomb. The empty tomb reminds us of God's power. He has the power to raise us from the dead. How do we know this? Because He raised His Son from the dead. He, this empty tomb reminds us of God's priority. God's priority is you. If you're lost, God's priority is you hear the gospel and come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. That's God's priority. As a believer, God's priority is you. He wants you to live in peace, not live in fear. And the empty tomb reminds us of God's presence. Jesus said, told his disciples, I'm going away. I'm going to go away. I'm going to send you another comforter. He's going to send you, he said, I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost, which will be in you always. God is always with us, his presence. So as we think about Resurrection Sunday, Easter, we're reminded of what it means to us as a believer. We think about the tomb, it's, it's empty, that's a good thing because Christ rose from the dead. But it also reminds us of this blessed hope that Christ is coming again. He's going to come again one day and take us to where, he's, where He is. The Bible says that. But it reminds us of His power. 
He has the power to resurrect us the way He resurrected His Son. He reminds us of His priority. He reminds us of His presence. He's always with us. This is that blessed hope that we can experience because of the empty tomb. Let's have a word of prayer. We're closed for today. Father, we do come again thanking You for Your goodness. Thanking You for Your mercy. Thanking You for Your grace. Pray that You bless each of us as we're in our homes. Help us, Father, to remain safe. But also, Father, I pray for those that have to get out for work or whatever. Keep them safe as we go through these difficult times in our country and in the world. But even today as we think about the resurrection, help us as believers to be reminded about who You are. What You have done, not only in and through Christ, but in and through us. We thank you, Father, for the resurrected Christ. The tomb is not there. Uh, you're not in the tomb. You're, you're, you're raised from the dead. You're, you're, it's empty. We thank you for the empty tomb. But we thank you, Father, for your promises, your power, your presence, your priority for us. Help us, Father, be reminded of those things throughout this day, throughout the rest of this, even this year. Have your will, your way in all of our lives this day, for we do ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I pray you have a great day, a great week.